Hey guys, welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We are your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey Hi. Guys. Why does it feel like forever since we've sat down and recorded last? Has it been forever? I think it has at least two to three weeks. <laughs> That's forever in podcasting. It's been a long time. <laughs> it is. It has been a while. It has. It feels like a really long time since we've since I've introed, since I've sat here and talked to you guys. <laughs> I almost forgot what I'm supposed to say. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> What do I do with my hands? <laughs> Who are we? What are we doing here? <laughs> Anything new with you guys? The past two to three weeks. What in the world, Lucy? She's just snoring. You just ignore her. She's got the old, she old, old lady snores. <laughs> She's so cute. Um, what's new with me is the weather is absolutely beautiful. I got a full dose of vitamin D today. I'm so happy for you. Mm-hmm. Makes a huge difference. It does. I feel happier. I think I do, too. I was outside all day, too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, even if it's a placebo effect, I don't care. I feel better. Mm-hmm. I mean, much better from the negative 30 degrees that we had. True that. Across, like, the whole Midwest and Texas and everything. You never know what's going to happen, though. We might snow tomorrow. Yeah. Here. Welcome I guess to we're the supposed Midwest. to get thunderstorms all next week. I can handle thunderstorms. I actually love thunderstorms, especially during the day when I'm sleeping, because then it makes it easier to sleep. Hmm. You can sleep through like full on thunder. I can because it makes the day darker outside. And so. Wait, but louder. Yeah, but I have like a huge fan that blocks out <laughs> a lot of my noises. Okay. Have you ever had to sleep during the day when there was like a tornado warning? If I did, I did not wake up to it. <laughs> <laughs> my phone's on do not disturb. So like we got that tornado warning on our phones. Oh, like, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Didn't wake up to it. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. I'm like. It seems really nice out, but also we live in Missouri, so I have no idea. <laughs> right. It took a bunch of people off guard. Yeah. Because they should all ultimately announce like, hey, we're doing statewide tornado drill and not just do the drill and then say, hey, we're having a statewide tornado drill. Right. Right. Yeah. Again, because Missouri, that could legitimately happen. It'd be nice one second and then boom, there's a tornado. Right. Welcome to springtime in the Midwest. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's coming. <laughs> Have you guys actually had to live through one of those tornadoes that actually came through? Yeah, Absolutely. I've been through a tornado I've or two. I've been through a few. <laughs> Born and raised time. here. Yeah. Same Z's. <laughs> the last one, I was actually stuck at the hospital when oh, it happened. Really? Yeah, like it was right at shift change, so I was trying to leave. Mm. And um, they came overhead and were like, you cannot leave. Yes. You must stay here. And everything was going so fast. And I thought for sure... My house is just going to get taken down. That was awful. Well, that lie. one went pretty close to your house. It sure did. Yeah. It's it actually, hot. like, jumped over the top. Yeah, I I don't remember the last tornado I was in. I remember the worst one I was in, and that was when I was in college, and we were on the fourth floor. It was my dorm, oh, and ooh. it was, like, a Friday morning at, like, 7 a.m., and so my RA comes in, and she's like, you need to get out. There's a tornado warning, and we're like midwest yeah we okay. ignored it we we're like okay and like rolled over to go back to sleep and she comes back in two minutes later opened our door and goes i am serious <laughs> <laughs> so we all had to go down to the basement like the whole dorm was in the basement just lining the halls and like people were bringing their pillows and blankets because it's friday morning we we're exhausted but then people started crying and i was like i'm just really really hungry <laughs> But, like, we had no power for the rest of the day. Classes were canceled because there was no power. There was nothing. And there was just, it was a really bad storm. Yeah. I had to call my husband and say, there is a tornado coming literally right for our house. And he was like, eh, it's fine. I'm getting the kids in the shower. Oh, please don't. And I was like, 
please go to the basement. <laughs> Take helmets. I don't know what else yes. to tell you. Helmets. <laughs> Take the I mean, helmets. it was on a direct path to our house. I thought for sure I was going to go home to mm-hmm. a mowed down house. So everything turned out fine. Thank God. But we yeah, had here one- we go. Storm season. <laughs> we had one in Texas um, over Christmas or something like when we were with my parents. And fun fact, Texas doesn't have basements. <laughs> so they must not get watery. tornadoes. They can't. They can't <laughs> they dig deep enough. Yeah, the girls. soil. Oh. They can't do it because of the soil. So we all had to crowd. All of us crowded into like this little closet underneath the stairs. <laughs> oh, I forgot that that was a thing too. Under, under the stairs. Fun. Yeah. And my dad's out there in the front yard just watching it. My mom is like, "Get inside!" And he's like, "I'm just watching it." You know, it's true, though. All these Midwesterners, every time there's a tornado, (laughs) we all roll up the garage and we stand outside with our hands on the hips and we're like, that's Taking pictures. Would you look at that? (laughs) That looks like a tornado up there. (laughs) Sky's awful green out there. How about that? I hear hear a train. Is it a train nearby? (laughs) There's the hail. (laughs) (laughs) I did have one of my cars totaled from hail damage from a tornado, so that was not fun. Mm. Ew. I know. I saw one the other day driving around with clear hail damage. <laughs> yes. You're just going to have hail damage I on mean, your it cars. Is what it, is. <laughs> it is. In the Midwest, you're going to have hail damage on your cars. Yeah, how do you get rid of it? It's not like they can, like, well, I mean, I guess they could pound out every little yeah. ding. They could. I mean, this one, it totaled my car because it destroyed both windshields and the oh. frames and oh, everything. Dang. Yeah, it was bad. Um, that must have been like baseball sized hail. Uh huh. It was huge. Based on my history. With tornadoes. <laughs> well, about this time, the news puts out uh, a diagram of the sizes of hail. And then you yes. post, take pictures and post it to yes. social media of the hail. Yes. We had this big of hail at our house. I can't tell you how many pictures I have in my phone. Just throughout the years of like, oh, look at this hail in my hand. Look at this hail. Same. Same. If you've this ever wondered tiny. what tornadoes are like, you're getting the, this is how we are. It's just like Twister, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> they, All the stereotypes are true. They either hit your house or they don't. Yep. That's right. And here you go. Just cross your fingers and hope for the best, honestly. Yep. <laughs> just hang out in the basement. <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> if you ever want to know about tornadoes, you're welcome. We I are experts. <laughs> Or so we think. I think all Midwesterners think they're they're experts on tornadoes mm-hmm. uh-huh. to some extent. So uh-huh. it's gonna be fine. We can we can teach you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. How to hide. Yep. You don't care about a watch. Tornado watch means nothing. No. <laughs> the warnings you start paying attention. Yeah. You turn um, on the news finally. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then when you see there's one that's actually formed and touched down and mm-hmm. like on a path, that's when you're like, oh. I better, I better <laughs> figure something, something out. <laughs> Tornado watch means okay. Just gonna go on with my day. You, you grab the helmet when <laughs> it's five miles from your house. Yes, that's what happened. I was like, oh my god, get the bike helmets. <laughs> get the pillows to put over your get head. Get the pillows. Get your license. Get your phone. Get your chargers. Get the things, man. It was going down. It literally skipped over us. You never know. That's awesome. I know exactly what exit I live at because when I'm at work and when Mike's at work, I get concerned about my kids at home. Yeah, sure. And so I just need to know what mile marker we're at because that's what the news will go off of since I live really close to a highway. I never thought to do that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Now I'm going to take note of what mile marker my exit is. You probably should. I probably should. Things I never think of. Thank you. You're Winston. welcome. No problem. <laughs> this is Tornado Teachings by the, the Tipsy Ghost. <laughs> Tornado Thursday. You're welcome. Don't forget your helmet. 
serious about this. <laughs> I'm totally going to make my kids grab their helmets I now. I absolutely did. Go out to the garage where it's not safe, grab your helmet, and then come back in. This was the first <laughs> This was the first time I had them grab helmets. It was, it was a big deal. It was scary. <laughs> Especially because I wasn't there. It was a lot yeah, of anxiety. Yeah, I get that. It's fine. So <clears throat> what are we talking about tonight? We are doing another group project. Uh, on <laughs> we are doing another group project on the Loch Ness monster, also known as <laughs> Nessie. 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 We found a uh, creature that already has a built-in nickname. Mm-hmm. Thank God, like, like Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Patty Abe. Patty Abe. Fuck you guys. I don't I'm think Patty we. Abe. <laughs> I don't think Patty we can Abe's improve friend. on Nessie. No, Nessie <laughs> is just an adorable name for a mm-hmm. creature. It is adorable, but what is is Nessie adorable? Who knows? Dun dun dun. Mm. Bum bum. This, sorry, that was like. Full. <coughs> that was law. That was law and order. Dun dun. <laughs> These are their stories. <laughs> bum, bum. Of Nessie. <laughs> of Nessie. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll start you guys off then. Tell me about the yeah. history. What is Nessie? Uh. Well. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta give you a little background on okay. Scottish folklore. Okay. Um, so it, it helps to understand where they came from, where this whole story came from. I'm really excited about this because Scotland is one of my main places that I've I really want to go. Oh, I really? Would love to yeah, go we there. have a lot of good fr- family friends in Scotland, and if we want to go, they would happily. Why are we not doing this for us. your 40th? <laughs> we can do this for my 40th. Why did you have to announce I was turning 40 on the podcast? <laughs> you can edit that part out, but I was just saying, why are we not going like to somewhere with castles? I mean, it's true. It's happening. I do turn 40, but next year. Yeah. We're just planning really far in advance. <laughs> yeah, we got we well, that's what we have to do. Yeah. We got we lives do. and jobs and and we can totally go to Scotland. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. We could go visit Nessie. We could go to. We were limiting ourselves. <laughs> we sure were. The continental U.S. <laughs> I'm sure there are witches in Scotland somewhere too that we can visit. There's. I don't get me started on all like. There's sprites. There's not the drink. I just had to figure out what sprites were when I googled it last time. <laughs> We, I've, never, I've learned so much in this podcast. <laughs> I've never left the continent. Actually, yes. Neither have I. Yeah. Let's, well, let's go. Let's cross the, the big pond. We've got plenty <laughs> of time to renew our passports. I don't think they call it the big pond. I think they just call it the pond. Oh, the pond. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've never crossed it. I wouldn't know. Any pond. Can I've we, never crossed it. Can we any take pond. a stop in the UK? My passport is good. I don't see why not. I, wanna, I want some fish and chips. That, I, I'm that, pretty sure you can get you that. That's why you want to go there. <laughs> Anywhere, but a spot of tea. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna be like, "Oh my god, you are so well versed with the locals." I want um, high high tea at with the queen. You better put your name on the list now. Will she have? I bet she'll have delightful crumpets. show up at Buckingham Palace and be like, excuse me, I'm here for the Queen. <laughs> I've got an appointment I made it a year and a half ago. <laughs> she should be expecting me. <laughs> We're having high tea. <laughs> and crumpets. <laughs> Biscuits. Cucumber sandwiches. Mm. Well, okay. Okay, so we've decided we're going to England and Scotland for my 40th birthday now. Mm-hmm. It's been decided. We're going to spend it with the queen. Spending a day with the queen. The rest of it, we're going to Scotland and we're going to explore Loch Ness. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, tell me about Loch Ness. Okay, so <laughs> sorry, we got way off. <laughs> in Scottish folklore, large animals have often been associated with different bodies of water, including small streams and large lakes. They usually are labeled as uh, Loch Nabistian. <laughs> Nailed okay. it. That, that, yep. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds right. I'm not questioning it. That's that's how they're labeled, anyways, on old maps. The water beasts are also called water horses. Uh huh. And they have magical powers and malevolent intentions. According to one version of the legend, they will lure small children into the water by offering them a ride on their back. Oh, I evil, take that. Evil Nessie. <laughs> right. Malevolent intentions. I don't like that. Uh, once the children are on board, on their back, uh, their hands become stuck to the beast and they are then dragged into the water. And then, oddly, their livers wash ashore the next day. Just their liver? Just their livers, yeah. What? Hmm. I don't know, man. Scottish folklore. It's I weird. wonder why the liver. So some people have linked these water horses to the Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Ness Monster is a mythical animal that supposedly lives in a lake near Inverness, Scotland. The monster is often referred to as Nessie, which we already chatted about. Nessie is a cryptid in cryptozoology. I felt real cool saying that, just FYI. You did great, too. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, she falls in the same... I'm, I'm guessing Nessie's a girl, but I could be wrong. I, Nessie I often sounds say, like a girl's name. I think That's she's always referred to she. as... Yeah, she. That's what i right, So she falls into the same category as Bigfoot and the mm-hmm. Chupacabra. So similar. I, I We said friend to Patty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Nessie is often described as large, long-necked, and with one or more humps protruding from the water. Loch Ness is located in the Scottish Highlands. It's the largest body of freshwater in Great Britain and reaches a depth of nearly 800 feet and a length of approximately 23 miles. Researchers have found carvings in standing stones near Loch Ness of strange creatures that they believe reference Nessie. And this dates back to around 500 AD. I was looking a little more into that, and they apparently had a lot of different creatures carved into the stones, a lot of them which were recognizable. Like you could tell some were birds, some were, you know, mm-hmm. rabbits, whatever they may be. And then they saw this bizarre water beast. <laughs> so that's what kind of sparked their interest about it. The earliest written reference to any monster in Loch Ness was a 7th century biography of St. Columba, the missionary who introduced Christianity to Scotland. St. Columba was on his way to visit the king when he stopped by the lake. He had heard tales of a beast killing people. According to him, he invoked the name of God and commanded the creature to go back to wherever it went with all speed. And the monster retreated and never harmed another man. Just like that. That's some power he's got over that beast. It's very powerful. The interesting part about this story, though, is that it took place in the Riverness, not the Loch Ness. So I don't know if they were connected. They must be close. Okay. Around 1871 or 1872, a person named Dee McKenzie claimed to have seen an object resembling a log or an upturned boat quote, wiggling and turning up in the water, unquote. The object moved slowly at first and then disappeared at a fast speed. Mackenzie sent the story to a local author, and shortly after, that's when the interest in Nessie really started to pick up. In 1888, Alexander MacDonald claimed to have seen, quote, a large stubby-legged animal. Rude. 
Oh, stubby legged. I mean, she might have stubby legs, I guess. If she's a water animal. True. She don't need to run fast. She needs a long neck, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So this apparently surfaced from the the lock (laughs) or lake and shut itself out of the water. Or, oh, shot itself out of the water. Thank you, speak to text. Shot itself out of the water and landed about 50 yards from where he was standing. He described it as looking like a salamander. That's really all I got for your history. That's a big salamander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it would make sense that with stubby legs and a long neck. So I am going to pick up where Sarah left off here. The story really of what we know as Nessie starts in 1933. So along the shores of Loch Ness, there was a new road that was completed. And a local couple was driving along this road in 1933 and spotted, quote, an enormous animal rolling and plunging on the surface. Which I was trying to think, rolling and plunging. Like, was Nessie just making waves? What was she doing? It was written by a correspondent for the Inverness Courier, and the editor used monster to describe the animal. So ever since, she has been called the Loch Ness Monster. All right, so several people after this was published began reporting sightings as well in 1933. December 1933, the Daily Mail commissioned Marmaduke Wetherell, who is a big game hunter, to find Nessie. He reportedly found large footprints around the shores of the lake that he thought belonged, quote, to a very powerful, soft-footed animal about 20 feet long. Soft-footed and short-legged? <laughs> soft-footed and stubby. <laughs> Legged. Long-necked. Long-necked. Got it. Poor Nessie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, zoologist at the Natural History Museum. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Natural. The natural history. It's kind of nasty, kind of <laughs> natural. Was, I don't know what happened there. Uh, all right. Zoologist. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Lindsay, I believe in you. You can do this. I'm not drunk. I've had one drink. What is wrong with me? You can do this. You can do this. My tongue is not <laughs> cooperating. Zoologists at the Natural History Museum believe that the tracks were made with an umbrella stand made from a hippopotamus foot. <laughs> oh. But... Do hippopotamus live in Scotland? I I I know nothing about Scotland. <laughs> I don't know. Scot 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 Scottish people. <laughs> sure, why not? Why wouldn't they? Please tell me. Do hippopotamus? Oh no, they're live in your they're land? Africa. Um, but maybe they have zoos there, like we do. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, okay. So it's still unknown how Marmaduke was involved. He never admitted that he hoaxed anybody or anything like that. So sure. we're not sure. Is hoaxed a word? <laughs> I made a one. <laughs> He hoaxed them. It em. is now. <laughs> he pranked them. <laughs> he hoaxed them. <laughs> You're welcome, world. Okay. He punked them. <laughs> 1934, Robert Kenneth Wilson photographed Nessie for the first time. So this is the iconic image that everybody knows and associates with her. The black and white of her head coming out of the water. Majestic peek-a-boo. beast. <laughs> Majestic beast. Yes. Playing peekaboo. Playing peekaboo, yeah. Hey, guys. Again, the Daily Mail published this picture, and it became an international phenomenon. Phenomena. That's how I was thinking. Dun, 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 dun. Phenomena. Dun, 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 dun. Phenomena. Dun, 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 That's all I know. Okay. People believe that it is a plesiosaur, which is a marine reptile. That plesiosaur? Plesiosaur. Is I there mean, an A in there? Guys. Listen, I mean, I believe I you. Live I just with a four and a half year old dinosaur prodigy. Okay, it's a plesiosaur and a plesiosaurus. <laughs> is it not so, a plesiosaur? It's a plesiosaur. 
but they're I honestly okay. don't know. I just think the name is really funny. I'm a, a, I please you as worse. Totally trusting my four and a half year old on this because today he pointed at a picture of a dinosaur in a book. I didn't know what it was. And I said, I don't know. And he goes, Mom, you know this one. It's blah 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 blah. And I was like, I've never heard that in my life. I don't I don't know any of the dinosaurs. And that's not why I was asking. It was mostly because I've never heard of the name. So it's P L E S. And so I feel like it should be plesiosaur, not plesiosaur. I literally uh, have no idea. How do you get Google to say the word again? No, just type in pronunciation. After you type the word. How do you get Google to talk to me? (laughs) Okay, ready? Click the play. Plesiosaur. (laughs) Listen, we have all of these books that show you how to pronounce the dinosaur names. It's a plesiosaur. (laughs) I just didn't know. I don't know any dinosaurs. I'm just going to plesiosaur sounds hilarious too. I'm going to forewarn you whenever I talk about the dinosaur, it's going to not sound like that. Oh, so you talked about it, too. I see. Spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. It is a plesiosaur. Um, okay. Hold on. I apologize to Owen. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> he was. Um, yeah. He asks me all the time. He's like, Mom, is, like, I'll use plesiosaur. He's like, is a plesiosaur bigger than a megalodon? I'm like, Googling. No. No. A megalodon is enormous. I feel like a megalodon is the biggest uh-huh. of the dons. And then he'll go, what about a mosasaurus? I think mosasaurus <laughs> are pretty big. They're also they're also an ocean dinosaur, right? They are. It's Beckett the big one from Jurassic those. World. Yes, he loved megalodons hmm. and mosasaurus like a- and um, sharks. He loves sharks. Yeah, and things. He's he's a that's the only reason prodigy. I know them. All right. So, anyways, people believe that Nessie's a plesiosaur, <laughs> which was a marine <laughs> reptile uh, dinosaur that went extinct sixty five point five million years ago. Monster hunters, which this is apparently a thing and a job. Have been Jealous. trying for decades to find Nessie. Wait, but, they get paid though to do this? I'm assuming so. They go on these expeditions that I know can't be cheap. So we can set this up when we go to Scotland. Sure. We can get paid <laughs> to be a monster hunter. To be a plesiosaurus hunter. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. All right. right. What'd you do for your 40th? (laughs) I went and hunted Nessie. I tried to find dinosaurs. (laughs) I tried to find dinosaurs that were clearly (laughs) extinct. Not fossils. Dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) We're fun. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Proceed. So, like I said, they've been trying for decades to find her. This includes using sonar explorations. Okay. So, I'm going to talk about, they've done this several times, but there's really three that are really important so i'm going to talk about those october 1987 they had 20 boats that searched for uh nessie in the loch ness with underwater sonar so it was the most expensive expedition launch to date at that point to find her so 20 boats moved up and down the lake kind of like you said it's a mile wide 23 miles across and it's about 720 to 800 feet deep each contact that they found was electronically transmitted to a computer, which then would print out a message with a needle on a roll of paper. So kind of like a lie detector test. Okay. Is what you're imagining here. Got it. So after three days, they had nothing. But then they had three contacts that were noteworthy. One of them was the most noteworthy, and it looked like an upside down V, which signified something (laughs) (laughs) big and alive that was estimated about 600 feet below surface. Okay. 600 feet below surface and yeah, it was yeah, big and just alive because to... they said it moved can you tell me approximately how far 600 feet is so i can imagine how large was the v 
How wide was it? <laughs> I Does that matter? I don't know. I don't know these things. <laughs> Help. I did not Google um, how large what is the, the V, v looked like <laughs> or what the angle of the V was. Tell me how large the V is. All right. 600 feet is about 200 yards. That doesn't fucking help me. Two football fields. Okay, thank you. That's better. Okay. I found the V. <laughs> <laughs> so Adrian Shine, he was one of the expedition leaders. He reported that there was nothing unexplainable or monster-like, and they believed that that upside-down V was a seal or an eel. However, Ronald Brimner, who is the founder of the official Loch Ness Visitor Center and an owner of the Klansman Hotel near there, disagrees and reports that he has seen Nessie for himself. All right. So they did this again in July, 2003. Um, this time they used 600 sonar beams and satellite navigation technology, but they found nothing. There are an estimated of about 20 witness sightings a year of Nessie. Most of these come from the locals. Um, Nessie brings in about an estimated $80 million in tourist venue. Donald McKinnon, who is a local reported his experience with seeing Nessie Quote, it was in the winter of 1970, then I saw it, the monster coming across, the long neck about six feet long, and you could see two humps. The beast itself, it would have been about 30 or 40 feet long. It just went down like a submarine. So in 2018, researchers conducted a... (laughs) Yeah, like legit, (laughs) it went down like a submarine. (laughs) Okay, got it. All right, in 2018, researchers conducted a DNA survey of Loch Ness to see what organisms lived in the water. No plesiosaur was found, but (laughs) they did find several eels, theorizing that Nessie is just a really, really, really big eel. Um, However, Professor Neil Gamel, who is a geneticist from New Zealand's University of Otago, sure, he admitted that about 25% of the samples remain unidentified. So they couldn't identify all of the samples. Well, sure. Yeah, I get that. Which is to be expected as well, but yeah, who knows? So the most updated evidence was in 2020 because, of course, like something happened in 2020 and we were all just so busy we didn't even notice that this happened about Nessie. So there was a sonar image of a 32-foot-long object 500 feet below the surface. It was captured by Cruise Loch Ness director Ronald McKenzie. He was unable to see if the object was moving or stationary, but the contact lasted 10 seconds while they passed over it. So he was talking about it. I read his interview and he does these, you know, obviously for years, he says he's been doing these cruises across Loch Ness. And he said, you know, we were just going about our business. I always take sonar pictures. I never find anything. He goes, there wasn't a lot of people on the boat because it was 2020. And they just happened to catch this. Um, a sonar expert, Greg Wallace, said that the image was 100% genuine and had not been tampered with. So Steve Feltham, he is an expert on Nessie, reported, quote, This is extremely exciting. There is no comparison in clarity for the evidence that we have been looking for, that there are big animals swimming around in Loch Ness. This is the most credible and compelling evidence in 30 years. I think it is the most crystal clear evidence and the least debatable piece of evidence he says evidence a lot. Sorry. <laughs> is there more evidence though? I literally Tell me co- more evidence. <laughs> copied and pasted his quote. So this is all him. Yeah. It is a big object, 60 feet off the bo- 60 feet off the bottom. This is 100% genuine. If I was asked to pick the best ever sighting of Nessie, I would say this one. And I would be willing to stand beside Ronald and say so. 
It is startling. I think we are getting closer to finding the answer. The vast majority of sightings can be explained, but that still leaves those that cannot. The reality is people are seeing something that can't be explained. It's not going to be a dinosaur or a giant eel, but it's something living in that lock that's bigger than is currently known about. That is what I've got for you on Nessie. Well done. Thank you. Can I ruin the fun? Yes, please ruin the fun. You get to be the fun ruiner? Look at this. Can we give you a hard time for about 10 minutes about how you ruin the fun and everything? Because that's what happens to me. I mean, I'm only doing it for one episode, but (laughs) sure, if it makes you feel better. I'm always the fun ruiner. That's the point. Ah, okay. (laughs) Um, So let's start with the surgeon's photograph. Um, the first photo of Nessie, the picture we all know and we love, it's fake and it's a hoax. And um, so the creature we're looking at is actually a toy submarine with a head stuck on it. And how do we know that? So Lindsay talked about a Marmaduke weather elm. Mm-hmm. And Marmaduke was ridiculed by the Daily Mail, his employer, after he claimed to have found Nessie footprints. And to get back at them, he, his friends, and his son came up with a plan to get a picture of the creature. Um, and picture is in quotes because it's all a hoax. So they bought a toy submarine from Woolworths. Woolworths. Woolworths? Woolworths. Break it up. Break it up. Woolworths. Wool. <laughs> Sheep's wool. Those W's. Woolworths. Get you, man. It's the W's and the R's. It's really Woolworths. the two. Oh. There was a Woolworths in Lawrence. I remember going there. Woolworths and Lawrence. <laughs> yes, I can. Oh, yeah. No, the W's again. I can do it. I can Good do job. Woolworths. I'm proud of you. I'm going to show up. <laughs> I went to Woolworths. <laughs> Didn't sound as good that time. Okay. No, it didn't. Woolworths. We're saying the word too much. All right. Wool Woolworths. <laughs> that was worse that time. <laughs> Say it again. You got it. Um, Break it into two words. Okay. <laughs> they went to a toy shop and yeah. used no, wo- just... wood putty to make the head and the neck. We're just mm-hmm. going to skip over it. Okay. They took it to Loch Ness, and they took a picture, and then they gave the photograph plates to the London gynecologist, Mr. Wilson. Wait, the London gynecologist? Wilson was a London gynecologist. Oh, okay. I was like, where's the gynecologist coming in? I thought that you would talk about that, so that's why I didn't, you know, give too much detail. But Wilson, the guy claimed, his claim to fame is... You know, this picture of Nessie. Right. He was a gynecologist from London. No, I, I did not look at his career. It was on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he allegedly loved a good practical practical joke as well. So Wilson got them I, I developed. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And he sold them to the Daily Mail, who announced that the monster had been, been photographed. So really, <laughs> Marmaduke got his his redemption. I can't not laugh at the name Marmaduke. Marmaduke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Reminds me of the um, cartoon. Yes, exactly. That's what I think of. <clears throat> my my nickname growing up with all my friends was always Marma. Marma Jane. Why? Uh, because my last name was Martin. I don't know. Oh, they always called Marma. me Marma. Okay. So every time I hear that, Marmaduke, I'm like, ooh. It's your husband. Marma. What? Your husband. Oh, yeah. Marmaduke and Marma Jane. Yeah. So cute. Aww. Match made in heaven. <laughs> so ultimately we don't actually have a photo of nessie it does not exist because that was a hoax um hoaxed debunked they hoaxed it um which in my opinion was <laughs> they hoaxed us all <laughs> you're welcome world for that new addition of to the dictionary 
know what I'm saying. Permission to submit <laughs> hoaxed dictionary. Webster, hello. Are you listening? Points is over it. <laughs> She's like, guys, this is not that funny. It's We're not. Keep going. I know. I'm sorry, but that's how it is. I don't know. Okay, so we don't have this picture of Nessie, right? And in my opinion, that was the most compelling piece of evidence that we've ever gotten. <clears throat> so furthermore, um, there hasn't been a single convincing sighting ever. Uh, there's supposed to be a giant sea monster dinosaur creature in the lake slash lock, right? Yep. In yep. the lock. And you'd think that it would be easy to find some type of evidence over the years and maybe snap like a quick picture. But we haven't found anything, and the sightings seem to go kind of like this. Uh, So in 1852, villagers brought out actual pitchforks to battle a, quote, sea serpent. And it turned out to be a pony taking a bath. Aww. That damn sea serpent. That pony. Those ponies. So the accounts are greatly varied on simple things like what the monster even looks like, which doesn't bode well for making anything very compelling. And here's another issue. Why haven't we found any evidence like the bones of its ancestors? And the thought is that this creature is a surviving plesiosaur. (laughs) Good job. You did it. Mm. Supposed to have been extinct for 65 million years. But there's no physical evidence, no bones, no nothing. The lake has been dredged. It's been scooped. It's been explored. And sonar scanned several times, but they've come up with nothing consistent. What about the bee? <laughs> a lot of people haven't seen the bee, Lindsay. What about the white bee? <laughs> Again, um, not consistent. I get that. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll move on to the topic of the environment of Loch Ness. It was covered in ice as recently as 18,000 years ago. And that means that Nessie would have had to move into the lake fairly recently. This would be done by way of a tiny connection to the sea, which in this case is essentially as small as a trickle and it's very shallow. So it's not impossible, like animals have done it before, but they're very small. Mm-hmm. So it's highly unlikely, but isn't, th- I mean, this is supposed to be a large monster type creature, so it wouldn't be that. That's not the way that they would have gotten into the lake. Maybe that was the river that they were referring to. Yes. Even though it'd be unlikely. Sure. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. Um, another environment topic. Loch Ness isn't big enough to sustain Nessie. So there's only, um, according to science, only about 22 tons of fish in the lake. And that sounds like, a, like lot, a lot. But it isn't when it has to support a giant creature and yeah. its potential family that may or may not be there. I think that's the most compelling thing that I kept thinking about was how is this creature able to survive? Right. And, like feed. Right. And I mean, over the years, it would eventually have to reproduce and all that. And so that means there's at least got to be two in there. Right. And it can't even support one. So it's also pretty chilly, which doesn't support cold-blooded reptile creatures like a plesiosaur, which is said to have stayed in tropical areas anyway. So the plesiosaur theory is a fun one, but it's probably not accurate. Dinosaurs aren't real anymore. Well, they're not. So, plesiosaurs stayed in the tropics, and Loch Ness is not tropical. That's true. It's cold. It's cold. 
True. Nessie supporters might say that it's actually a warm-blooded creature, but a giant warm-blooded lizard-like creature that looked like Nessie is even more unlikely than a plesiosaur since it would be different from anything we've ever encountered encountered in the fossil records. And it's even more unlikely considering that the lake hasn't been around long enough for such a unique animal to evolve on its own. Mm-hmm. Like we would know about it by now. Right. Right. But people are seeing something, and because of this, there must be some explanation. And according to recent science that Lindsay talked about, the explanation is probably eels. Um, A study was released in 2019, shattering the hearts of hundreds, if not thousands, of Nessie lovers. (laughs) Hundreds of Nessie lovers? (laughs) The shade. (laughs) That was the shade. (laughs) I was one of them, okay? (laughs) Um, scientists use something called environmental DNA, a genetic material that's present in the cells of organisms and that shed into their surrounding environment. This eDNA tells scientists that organism, what organisms are living in a particular habitat without them having to observe or capture anything. A team took over 200 one-liter samples from the water throughout the lock, including surface and deep water, and then compared it to 36 samples from other monster-free locks nearby. So they were able to come up with a list of all the species that live in the Loch Ness, from bacteria to plants and animals. They found over 500 million individual organisms and 3,000 species. That is crazy to me. Like, just ocean life and all of that in general. How many species and organisms there are we don't even know about? It's fascinating. But it's lake life. I know. It's even smaller. It's lake life, even smaller, but, like, millions. So many things just coexisting. Billions. Uh, no. <laughs> it's crazy. Dun, dun. It's It's intriguing. But none of these included distant ancestors no to plesiosaurs. They right. did find an abundance of eel DNA, and that on top of the general description several people give when discussing Nessie, leads researchers to believe that a giant eel is a plausible explanation. But admittedly, tons of eel DNA doesn't confirm that Nessie is a giant eel. Mm-hmm. And they admit that they can't completely rule out an unknown under- underwater creature. So this begs the question, if Nessie doesn't exist, why do eyewitness accounts still persist? And this is likely due to a psychological phenomenon called expectant attention. And this occurs when people who expect or want to see something are more likely to misinterpret visual cues as the things they want or expect to see. So basically, we don't know that there isn't a giant sea monster creature in Loch Ness, but there just probably isn't. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You want to see it, so you see things that line up with what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's what you didn't touch on. What if it's an alien? <laughs> um, under underwater aliens. I mean, oh, why not? Here we are. You wouldn't need you wouldn't need a second one to breed with, right? And um, it can come and go as it's self-sustaining, yeah. So it doesn't need to like feed off the environment necessarily. It can mm-hmm. just thrive on its own. But okay. I feel like this is an. <laughs> I feel like aliens aliens are here for like a reason. And what's the reason for just swimming around in a lake? Because they they fucking can. I don't know. Because people are talking about it, they get attention, and they get to like pop in and out when they want. Do they to. want attention though? I feel like kind of sometimes. Yes. yes. 
Why else do they leave crop circles? Why else do they? Okay, yeah. those are those are messages, onesie. Maybe, For attention. Maybe Nessie is a message. We just haven't figured it out yet. If there is such message a thing, from aliens, if, if if aliens are real, no, that's I would if. I would say that they are more intelligent than us, obviously, and therefore they could go undetected around. Here's us. what I think. So I think they're doing. If they're so attention. smart, why do they want to swim around as this giant no, sea Because they I'm, can I'm take, the they can take different aliens. forms, <laughs> and then they can just decide to pop into that form just to fuck around with us because they know that they can. That's why. I am on team Nessie is an eel. I'm on team Nessie is for sure and an alien. <laughs> I was Who on pops te- in and out. I was on team eel, but I didn't even think about aliens. And mm. so now I'm like, mm. dear Lord, <laughs> you know, it had to be brought up. I didn't know eels. Fun fact. I didn't know that eels were freshwater beings. I thought that they were saltwater only. Also, I didn't know that they could live in such cold water. I always picture them in like Little Mermaid, which is not like that. <laughs> Granted, I don't know a lot about eels. <laughs> I mean, that's true. So, does Ursula live in Loch Ness? Ursula's an mark? octopus. I know. I'm confused. Again, a saltwater creature. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can have freshwater eels. Apparently, you can if they're there. But also, they did there's find eels. so there are like. Um, there's so what about Ursula? Fresh, freshwater <laughs> aliens. There's freshwater dolphins. So I feel like you can have freshwater That's eels. That's true. And there's freshwater so- sharks too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Freshwater aliens. If there's okay, I'm willing to. No, oh my god! No, did she just not, say she was? I was going to say if there's freshwater sharks and freshwater dolphins, then yes, there would be freshwater eels, not aliens. You agreed to it. I heard it. What about saltwater I, I aliens? Say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I'll give up my alien argument for now. Nessie is a fun story, though. I think it's a fun story. It's a popular one, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go see Nessie. It sounds like apparently that's that's gonna be our birthday trip. Oh, I'm in. Um, so the question is, are you guys gonna join me? Yes, we're going wherever you're going for your birthday. Okay, let's do it. Here we come, Nessie. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming to find you, alien. <laughs> Can we go to like eel alien? <laughs> Here, little eel alien. See, maybe they just haven't been identified as the right thing. So you're not ready to reach the surface. You guys are gonna get us kicked out of Scotland. <laughs> are you kidding? I will make every friend in Scotland yes, that I can. Will. I cannot wait. I already have friends waiting for me there. For real. <laughs> She's gonna make friends on the airplane over there. I will. Let's do it. <laughs> They're gonna tell me all about their life stories. <laughs> Like invited to work for them. She's going to say, hey, I have a podcast <laughs> called The Tipsy Ghost. <laughs> yeah, we're here to hunt Nessie. 20 out of 10, that's happening. <laughs> we know you so well. I know, sorry. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in for our group episode about the Loch Ness Monster, a.k.a. Nessie. Real? Not real? We'll let you guys decide. Cryptid. <laughs> apparently that's an option i didn't even think about (laughs) you can always find us at thetipsyghost.com and find all of our socials from there and send us emails to thetipsyghost at gmail.com if you think of a topic you want us to cover please give us a five-star rating and a great review on apple podcasts we would greatly appreciate it and it really does help yes thanks so much for tuning in this week guys we will catch you guys next week okay bye bye bye